I didn't see that. <laughs> Would you pull that off of a record? Yeah, I did. All right, we're going to go right now. Proud of that one. We What's that? We're starting. And he's got... Oh. Yeah. He got real hipster. He puts fucking stickers on everything now. It's gross. Like, I've noticed you have stickers on fucking everything. Yeah. Like, we went to Record Store Day, and they, and they have, like, a booth just handing out stickers. And I didn't even grab any because I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with these things? I don't use, I don't, he grabbed all of them. And then I was coming into the house. Probably because it's free. Oh, yeah. To, I mean, to be fair, I grabbed, fair. I grabbed two. Uh-huh. I didn't grab, grab all of them. Grab Nicole the, grabbed all of them. You grabbed the Wilco one. I grabbed the Wilco one. Car. Yep. I grabbed That's the Wilco one. That. And I grabbed the uh, Sub Pop Records one because I'm a fan of both of those things. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. And then they gave me a bunch of stickers when I got the shirt. Yeah, really hardcore I was like, dude, stickers. I, I don't want them. Yeah. Like here, take. I don't know. What the fuck. You're getting the happens. stickers, Marco. I mean, we have stickers of breweries or things that we support on the, uh, fridge. the fridge. Yeah, that's fine. I'm saying this guy just grabs any sticker he can get his hands on. Listen, we don't need your approval, man. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, you know what? Let's see if we approve of this beer choice from David. Mm-hmm. He grabbed this in honor of uh, today. We're actually recording on a Friday and it's Cinco de Mayo. Hey! Uh, you know, one of those drinking holidays. I'm not going to pretend to understand or really care about the significance. Wow. You're correct. A, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not going to sit here and like, ooh, it's about this Marco Dupa is a bad dude. He's a bad Dupa. It's a bad ombre right there. I understand that there is a cultural significance that is far beyond just getting drunk. I'm just saying that I don't care to care about it it's the uh, mexican victory over the battle of puebla thank you mm-hmm. yeah do you have any more information on that not the independence day no not the which independence. is what a lot of people the, think right, yeah. that's the common misconception yep uh mexican victory over french forces on may 15th 1862 okay let yeah. me let me backtrack I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna backpedal on what i just said <laughs> thank you <laughs> that was disrespectful <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry to, to many people died Mark. all of the latin americans <laughs> Specifically Mexicans. There's a lot of Mexicans that holiday, were very uh, offended and just cut very... off the podcast before you had that apology and are just upset at yeah, you. If we're, if we're, you know, if you're still listening, I apologize. I took it too far. Yeah, that's my fault. Yeah. Um, but this is from the 21st Amendment Brewery. It's the El Sole. It was 4.8 um, ABV. Um, Mexican style pretty, lager. Pretty drinkable. Cerveza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Do we need limes for this? I don't know. Let's, let's find out. This is the One Beer Podcast. salt and lime yeah mm-hmm. little flavor accentuators maybe wouldn't be mad at it yeah no it's it tastes like a good hot day beer mm-hmm. they uh in the description of it they recommend that you take it to the beach and i feel like that's a perfect example of what you should do with this beer i brought it to two beaches mm-hmm. ah. uh, i'm uh i'm never gonna get past the um i don't know that nothing to me has been as enjoyable a drink on a hot day as the hellish or high water so far mm. the watermelon also by 21st amendment oh yeah oh yeah yeah really 
I don't remember that beer that much. Really? Yeah. I enjoyed that yeah. so much that I I got another one just and just brought it over. Uh, someday I brought it. Over. That was pretty recently. Yeah, yeah. It's good, man. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. This we, one's pretty good too. This I like summer solid. drinks. Be ready for summer drink. Yeah. Some of that Lynchburg. Oh Ooh, yeah. A couple of lagers. You. We gotta bring something <clears throat> new to the table though. Huh? We gotta bring something new to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. sure what. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We should make a drink. We should create a drink. Hmm. One beer and exclusive. We'll talk about it off. The, okay. off the get the recipe on the Patreon. It's a good stretch. So, uh, you know, biggest thing I think we did uh, yesterday, we went and saw Guardians. Yeah. That Volume movie, two. Um, a mega success already. And the movie, it's not even, like, it came out officially today. Right, this is technically day. opening day. Yes. To, yeah. Adam. Oh, whatever. All right. <laughs> I can't guy. I can't be the only one who still thinks that the like real opening day, which is Thursday now for some reason, is going to be packed for a movie as big as Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody. Nobody goes on Thursday. Yeah, it blows my mind. I mean, it won't be long. I don't you think, think so, people man. are going to catch on eventually? I don't think yes. so. I don't think so. That's going to become the new norm. <clears throat> I mean, if people yeah. if people were looking up seeing the movie because they they made um, if I'm not mistaken, it's 200, 230 million in pre-order tickets. Crazy. Um, yeah, so they already they already they made their money already in just pre-order tickets. Now, people who go online to pre-order their tickets, they had to have seen that there was showtime Thursday on Thursday, availability. Yeah, and instead they went and got the, the the Friday tickets. Even like huge mega fans or whatever people who like right. cosplay and go they'll go yeah, on a I Friday. I mean, the earliest showing was 7:40, so it's not that late. No, no, it's not. I mean, and that's what happened when we went and saw. I think it was Fast and Furious Six, mm-hmm. Furious Six or Fast Six. I don't know which they. I don't know which word they used. Furious Six. It's Furious Six. It's Fast Five. Furious Six. I don't know what seven. Seven called. seven. Uh, seven seven. Yeah, that's messed up, man. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Oh, God, that, man, I walked in that uh, one. That's a, that's a good dark turn. Yikes. Um, but anyway, it's yeah, it's it's, it's already made. A, <coughs> excuse me, a ton of money, you know. So it's it's gonna be a mega success. Uh, what what just came out that did that already did a billion? Oh, Fast and Furious Eight. <laughs> it already it already made a billion dollars. Nice. Yeah. That's I mean, it's, it's a juggernaut. It's Kurt Russell. That's it. That dude. Just to jump into Guardians for like we'll jump in, jump out, or whatever. But. The CG of him younger, Young? yeah, it looked really it looked good. Looked really good, yeah. It yes. was very good CG. I was, I just, it's crazy. I, I just think it might them. be like hair and makeup, a lot of hair and makeup, and then like post processing. I'm sure right. that yeah. like that smooths everything out it frame by frame. It has to be because yeah. if you look at like uh, Tron Legacy, yeah, and stuff like that, like Jeff Bridges', Jeff Bridges CG looks nowadays fake. looks terrible, right. especially and um, Rogue One, Rogue One, right? Yeah, still looks janky. Yeah, so it can't all be CG. And I, like, I, I really love the fact that and we're making assumptions here, but it looks pretty clear that they used practical effects with that too. Yeah. So I, I love that they went that route as opposed to just doing, ah, put, put some blue stuff, blue paint on his face and we'll yeah. do it in post. I just watched, uh, <laughs> um, big trouble little in little China. Again. Yeah. And he's on Netflix. And I was just yeah. like, of I, don't know, I, I, I can this watch that movie. Watch I can watch the movie a thousand yeah, times. Yeah. Why not? That's up there. It's fantastic. That's up there with blade. Yeah. Yeah. Rewatchability. Yes. Yeah. Just and fast and furious. First one. Also, yeah. just as a side note, John Carpenter, mm-hmm. I obviously knew he was, a great filmmaker but I mean he's fucking like 
the past couple movies that I've watched, I watched The Thing the other night. Uh-huh. I watched this, and then there was, um, I watched um, Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. All of them are John, Car- John Carpenter movies. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah. That dude, why is he not making more movies? <laughs> I need more John Carpenter movies. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> <is> fucking fantastic. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I was watching it, and uh, you know, obviously it's a younger Kurt Russell, and it and it and like, it was. Oh yeah, watching. They probably it, played that movie while they were editing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like the hair, everything. It was. It was pretty. Hey, they Mark, nailed it. Have you paid your dues? Hmm? Have you paid your dues? Mm-hmm. Man, well, you out. What? what yes, sir. The check is in the mail. <clears throat> Don't get it. That's the opening so, of the fucking movie, yeah, man. That's the line. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, just tell him what old Jack Burton tells you. Mm. Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. Okay, okay. All right. All right. Okay, okay. Sorry, now, now you've embarrassed me in front yeah. of all of my friends. <laughs> all, of, all of the listeners. All of America is <laughs> judging you, Marco. Today's theme brought to you by Be Better. <laughs> anyway, let's get into Guardians. Uh, we got, we get there, theater starts to fill up. <laughs> <laughs> At what point are we gonna gonna address that now? That's I just, guess that's just that was the comedic really. Yeah, let's get it out of the way. The movie. I, I mean, we've talked about uh, the theater why, going experience. Uh, yes, yeah, the theater going experience and why, like you know, Dave doesn't really like to go that much anymore, and for good reason. And uh, <laughs> I mean, take it how you want to take that. So there was, you know, it it, it filled out. I mean, you know. T- to your uh, to your credit, it did fill out eventually. Yeah, you know, you didn't have to be there half an hour early. <laughs> no, it did fill out, <laughs> and then uh, you know, it's it's one of those you know the movie the the, the theater going experience is a very communal thing. God, Adam sent that snap, but just the empty theater. I'm like, oh, I guess I should go. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, he's already there. <laughs> I was I, I I pulled up. I'm getting out the car and I'm like, I guess I should text him and see where there's at. And then I saw his snap, but it was from I hadn't checked my phone because I was driving, so it was from 15 minutes ago. And I'm like, what is he doing? I should explain. We went to dinner beforehand, didn't have anything to do afterwards, so we just mm-hmm. went to the movie theater mm-hmm. anyway. So, where'd you go to dinner? Uh, sushi Pop, actually. Oh, yeah. I still haven't gone there. Yeah, it's pretty all right. Pretty all right. Wow. Yeah. Adam's favorite Yelp description reviews. of places. Uh, I mean, non-committal. I I wouldn't rave about the place, but they have pretty good rolls. Like it's Mar- not pretty all right for the price. So <clears throat> you don't think it's worth the price? No. Yeah, it's pretty. It's expensive. That's what I keep hearing. People. That's the one thing that people it's say. One of the pricier restaurants in Oviedo. Hmm. So. All right. <clears throat> well, anyway. Anyway. Movie theater fills up with people. Everybody's excited, and then there's you know one, maybe two. Because yeah, I think there were two. There were two people. Yeah. Who was? Two, do you think that the other person was mocking the first person? I think it was I, a couple, and I they, were they were meant for each other. Yes, I hope they were. A I couple. thought it was at first. I thought it was a guy, and like just one guy alone, and I imagined him with the fedora in his lap. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, I heard I heard the two go off mm-hmm. like yeah. halfway through the movie. And well, that's I mean that's that's what Devin. She heard it, and she's like, "How can, how can somebody be with that person?" <laughs> Has the exact same laugh. Yep. Because <laughs> they don't hear it. <laughs> They're both just laughing. They're just in each other's faces. They're <laughs> 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 just Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> but she laughed at every single 
joke. <clears throat> not even the even. ones that didn't land. Not even jokes. She was laughing at just scenes. Yes. She was just chuckling at things. That's when I like <laughs> I started to think like, is she trolling? Like, is she just trying to make it? Is she just she realized that people were laughing at her also, and so now she's just gonna go full throttle at this point. Mark, she laughed at a water fountain. Yeah, she did. She saw she a did. water fountain on and ego, hear, and she went. <laughs> Um, crazy laugh notwithstanding what'd you guys think of the movie because we really didn't get to recap like we usually do uh, yeah. I loved it Ooh, excuse me Jesus yeah I uh, I enjoyed it I think it it held up to the standard that the first one right I was gonna say it's it. it's more of the first one but you don't get the same sort of like effect that the first one had on you because it's it's more of the first mm-hmm. one yeah so it's, I not feel, like, yeah. it's not like you walk away like, man, that was really refreshing. Yeah. And I've never seen anything like it. Right. Because it's almost the exact same thing as the first one. Right. Yeah. Is, there's a bit of the, uh, you know, kind of been there, done that syndrome for it. But yeah. at the same time, it's like these characters are so endearing. The actors are all are people we, going we like. Are spoiler free right now? Or are we going <sighs> to... I mean, we don't have to like delve into the movie we can just give our reactions we don't have to give let's, spoilers let's the movie get, just came out yeah let's, let's keep it light let's let's uh let's keep the safety on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. let's keep it light spoiler free ladies and just gentlemen. just impressions here um yeah. <clears throat> but yeah no it was definitely more the same uh, but at the same time i i feel like it was kind of revisiting old friends you know uh-huh at this point less oh, Peter surprises Kuhl, I know him. <laughs> yeah exactly um i, I really um <clears throat> i really think that they gave uh they gave Batista a lot more to do. Yeah. And I like that because he's he's surprisingly really good. Yeah, he's great. He's like he has comedic timing. He he like he gets it. He's he's good. Like yeah. I, I always liked him as a wrestler. I always thought he was I always liked that he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm really happy that he like made this transition as one of the as one of the wrestlers like because <clears throat> they are they're all trying to do that every single yep. wrestler wants to transition to Hollywood they all want to do the rock thing nobody can do the rock thing mm-hmm. the rock the rock is I mean he's a different human being he's the world's he's, greatest entertainer right he's not even like <laughs> from this fucking planet so you can't do the rock thing you can do your own thing and I'm glad that like Batista so far is kind of doing his own thing and he's doing it well right that's awesome to see there's a video of him actually teaching Chris Pratt how to Batista bomb of course I watched that Anna Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> of course his I've wife seen yep <laughs> and it's great it's a good time it's great um, so that's good to see and then the rest of them I mean everybody everybody uh, the rest of that cast is I mean it's star studded mm-hmm. everybody brings some to the table it's not you know I mean Kurt Russell's amazing I mean Kurt Russell's amazing in everything that he does pretty so much it's yeah. kind of like you mean you're getting Kurt Russell. Um, otherwise, like I don't know, there wasn't a lot of huge. I mean, there was, there was the cameos in the end. No, no spoilers, but there right. was. It's it's really fun. The end's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's, right. it's exactly. Movie. That's the the one takeaway I'd say. If if there's one word I could describe it with, it's fun. And it's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the very visuals very of everything. Like yes. even the um, uh, the opening sequence, the flames that the monster spews. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. rainbow colored flames, yeah. Like it was all very visually pleasing. <laughs> everything, the planets that they went to, yeah. uh, Up until the ending, mm-hmm. yeah. everything was visually pleasing. Yeah. It's yeah. a very colorful movie. Yeah. Like other Marvel movies are very one tone or gray, depending on you know who it is. Right. This is a very or or the tone they're trying to strike, right? You know, if it like like I I I remember thinking when we were watching. Um, the second Avengers movie that they were going for a darker tone. Very and everything gray. Seemed yes, very right. gray, uh, uh, 
dark blue or high blue, like like, like a light blue kind of just a really just moody tone to mm-hmm. it. Yep. Same thing with all the DC movies so far. They've oh, had a real yeah. moody tone, right. a real muted like you know Superman. So I mean, <clears throat> what are there's colors? been extensive yeah. you know uh, research and analysts of this. So I'm not breaking any new ground, but uh, just the way that the the the, the um, Superman movies have been filmed so far have been very just dark yeah dark everything has a filter on it yeah and it's just like takes away from the from the fun that could be had and I'm glad the Guardians they just like you know they just went they just went head first into it there's like you know that's that's what we're going for it's gonna be a a Mm -hmm. good time blockbuster movie right I mean it's it's fun but at the same time everything a lot of things take place that have stake in the Marvel Universe yeah yeah um yeah like the opening sequence uh, they're all like reintroducing all the characters, like when uh, I think they went right pretty a little heavy on the baby Groot. Yes, I, I agree with that. That was one thing. Like they went, it's the cash cow baby. Yeah, yeah I don't, I'm not gotta milk that, that one. Up, but <laughs> I, yeah, she loved that levels. <laughs> Sorry, but dude, Sorry, I, everybody. I completely agree. Like I, I thought it was cute, like everybody else, but it was just like all right. So much of him makes him not funny. Yeah, yeah. and now it's like he's. Well, it was like every other sorry. scene. It was like about to spoil something. Never mind. Good catch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. It was. It was a bit much. It was a bit much. I, I think you could say that about a, a lot of the comedic elements of this movie too. Like I felt like a lot of times I wanted to be more emotionally invested in a scene, but then they'll always crack a joke right. at the end of it, and it kind of <laughs> it fizzled out. Something that I feel could have used more of that emotional stake yeah. and gravity. At some points, it felt to Deadpool for yeah. Guardians yeah. specifically yeah. at the end mm-hmm. when they were in that the last fight scene yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. true yeah <clears throat> but yeah, yeah I, I feel like they can uh, hopefully in the third one I, they'll pull off of that a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe uh, there there has to be balance you know I, I feel like the first one had a little bit it was a little less uh, a little less on the nose with the comedy yeah. Just a little bit. Because, I mean, it was still obviously like there's some slapstick elements to it. And obviously there's like a childlike charm to the Guardians of the Galaxy in general. Yeah. Uh, but this one I feel went a little bit too far in that direction. But overall, I came away from it still having a good time. I'm surprised it didn't get an R rating because there's a, that scene where a lot of people get murdered. Yeah. yeah. Like a yeah. lot. Like it literally <laughs> rains bodies well, yeah. think, in that I scene. Think, yeah. I think it's only because that scene's not very graphic. Mm-hmm. There's, like, not, it's, there's not it's, a lot of blood. Like that's the same thing with like um, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is a very dark mo- movie. People get murdered. They get fucking murdered. <laughs> but the way that they film it, it, it doesn't look as bad, so it gets a PG thirteen right. rating. Like Joker slams some guy's head into a pencil. pencil. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. Fucking stabs him with a fucking pencil. Like yeah. that's graphic. Plus but, he prefaces it as a magic trick. Yeah. So little kids <laughs> think it's a magic trick. Oh boy! It oh is dark no. As shit. But, you know, the way that it's filmed, it's very subtle. It looks like all he does is slam his head on the thing and he just falls. Even when he slices uh, uh, oh, yeah, Michael yeah. John White's throat. They like, don't you show don't, that. You don't see it right, exactly. But it's fucking graphic. It's Or not graphic, but dark. Very yeah. implied. So. Suggested, yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Suggested violence. That's good filmmaking. Yeah. You know, if you want to keep that. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. I didn't like the, um, I didn't like the Dunkirk, uh, the trailer. I didn't like that second one. No? No. No. Why? Because it... The first one... My question is, who's the main character? <laughs> there is no main character in that who's, movie. Who is it? I mean, probably... I mean, from what I've read, 
there's gonna it's gonna be very light on dialogue. It's gonna be big set pieces, and um, Killian Murphy is the big the big Killian Murphy, Tom Hardy, and fucking Harry Styles yeah. are like the big names of the movie. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's gonna be like huge set pieces, like. Ensemble, very yeah, very light dialogue. Is it gonna be like battlefield movie. cinematic mode or some shit? Basically, oh, okay. Um, I'm with which it. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for the movie. I, I didn't like <clears throat> the second trailer. There's too much music. There's too much like trying to get you excited. The we can't trailer, go back. We have to go back. Yeah, We're gonna die. Yeah, we like, don't have a choice. <laughs> We're gonna die. I heard you the first time. I don't need all that. I don't need all that. <laughs> that like that that, <laughs> that first trailer where it's like it's basically just like a guy hitting a keyboard like. It's very like mm-hmm. dark, and you're like, what the oh, that, fuck is going on? In is this that trailer? Kanye song again? Huh? That Kanye song again? Power. <laughs> <laughs> How many trailers are gonna have Kanye West music? And then that one old guy that goes, "We're going to Dunkirk." Yeah. We can't go back. It's like, what does he say? Like, uh, you can't, you can't hide from this. It's like our duty mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Like, the fact that there's only like three lines of dialogue in that in that first trailer mm-hmm. I like that I thought that was pretty dope so I didn't like the fact that like the second one has to have all this music and all this energy and all this like kinetic like why, trying to get your attention why'd the tank shit. stop why waste the tanks when they could pick us off from the sky we don't need all that shit you know I we, get it we got the mood we You're got what stuck. the movie's about mm-hmm. I got it you're I all surrounded the second one I don't need the second one yeah. <clears throat> when we were walking in <laughs> they had the um, the last Jedi teaser trailer because they still haven't released like an official trailer one, yeah. trailer <clears throat> this guy he's like making a beeline for the exit I can't watch it I can't watch it I can't watch it and he's got a Star Wars shirt on <laughs> and like he almost he almost ran into me and Devin but he like he like sidestepped us and he was like oh I'm so sorry and oh, like, almost like you walked into the wall fuck <laughs> look man it was dark <laughs> it's a dark theater what do you want me to do so he he comes be, around uh, be better. and I'm like what 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 are you doing? And he's like uh uh, uh Star Wars trailer. Sorry guys. And I'm like oh, okay I get it I get it because I wanted to leave the theater when I first saw the uh, um the Superman versus Batman trailer. Yeah. Because I didn't I heard that there were spoilers in it and I didn't want to watch it so yeah. I had half a mind to get up and do the same. Same thing, thing with the Kingsman trailer. Yeah, there was a lot revealed in that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, why talk, are they doing that? You know, I saw on Snapchat just... discovery, the discovery like channel they have uh-huh. story. The, the caption was the biggest surprise in Guardians of the Galaxy. Why? Why would you want to spoil that for yourself? Yeah. <clears throat> That's so annoying. Who writes that article? People want just... instant gratification. That's why. No, they don't want to sit through a movie. They can't wait. They just want to watch it now. That's <sighs> so stupid. Like in the, I'm curious um, what I'm curious what they would have said now that I've seen the movie. Yeah, it was probably a bait and switch. It couldn't have been a legit spoiler. Could have been the um, the Sylvester Stallone cameo, which I I can say that because like it was fucking everywhere. I knew that he was in the movie, and it, yeah. I hated the fact that I knew I didn't. That. I saw his name. I was like, oh shit. I I saw it. I was just I was just online, just glancing at stuff, and they're like. You know, Sylvester Stallone's in the New Guardians. What's his role? And I'm like, motherfucker! I didn't know that he was in it, and I didn't need to know. God damn it! <sighs> so hard. there's got to be like a Chrome extension or something that just hides mm-hmm. all news about a certain topic. I'm I'm almost yeah. positive there is that you can. There are for big that. things, yeah. But you know, it's it's too late now. Yeah, gone yeah. too far. People just like like Adam said. I mean, it's just like they want that instant gratification. They don't care about taking the time. Or like investing in anything, they just like give it, give it to me. I mean, I get that. You know, we were talking about um, the thirteen reasons why 
uh, on Netflix and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I wanted to just get to the end. So I had half a mind to like look up the plot because it's based on a book. Right. And so I had half a mind to just read the plot and just be done with it because I was getting so like frustrated <laughs> with the fact that like the pacing is very slow. Mm-hmm. They, they dangle this plot point in front of you for the entire season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, the payoff's pretty good, but it's just... Actually, I take that back. The payoff's not that great. <laughs> the payoff's not that great. Um, but but they do a really good job of, of keeping you interested. But mm. I really wanted to know. So I understand the feeling of, you know, I I need to know. I don't care right. about actually enjoying the thing. I just need to know. Give it to me right now. There's just that. I mean, it's just our generation of like that need to know, need to have it right at my fingertips kind of thing instead of... Just, just enjoying things. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> people don't want to just sit back and enjoy things anymore. They want to know the ending first, and then you can fill me in later. But just tell me how it ends. I think a lot of people have anxiety and they don't know it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because I, I was thinking we're all kind of developing a sort of, I don't know, like uh, encumbrance of tech and stimuli to the fact that we are becoming. <laughs> anxious about everything because we have so much going on at one time so i think it may be also partially the fact that we do have so much going on we need to know that what we're going to be watching like a movie that's going to have like something cool worth seeing no to we spend don't spend that two hours no we don't i'm, we sa- don't. I'm not saying that we do because the gratification of that is, is seeing it after you pay the for surprise. this movie right, right, right but right. that's i mean i think i think because of our you know right, where we are age-wise generation wise we understand that still there's there's there it only takes like two or three years to get to that next step where people are like no i don't i don't understand that at all uh, i grew up with with a fucking cell phone in my hands you know falling into technology that is far beyond anything that i could ever imagine I didn't have to imagine it because I was already at my fingertips. We are at that age group where we were still like in that in-between where we had phones on the wall. We had TVs that you had to get up and actually change. You know, shit like that. Like, Damn, that Mark, was, how old are you? <laughs> I'm fucking 86. <laughs> no, like I remember that TV right before my parents replaced it with like a nice TV. But yeah. still, I had that TV. You guys didn't have You had that TV. I think my grandma had one of those. Yeah, we had... It's a heavy clicker. Yeah, yeah, the old yeah. one. Yeah. Why was it so heavy? Like, what? <laughs> then they just like it's a button now. Yeah, it's because there were five channels. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I say that I think I think that more people have anxiety than they than they think they do, and I think that you're right. A lot of it has to do with the fact that we have technology at our fingertips, and we have like, like, um, if if you didn't have such if you didn't have such access to everyone else's lives and what they're doing. You wouldn't feel so like you needed to do more with your own life, right? Like obviously there is that there's that thing in you that that tells you like I I want to do more, I want to achieve more, I want to I want to try more, I want to risk more. But when you see others doing it, you get that that you know that FOMO, that feeling that of not, missing out. I'm not doing mm-hmm. enough, right? Yeah. And I think that that gives people more anxiety than they would if they didn't have those things to tell to show them, like, look at what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. Like even 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 us. Like if one of you guys does something, and I'm like, well, why didn't they invite me? Like, <laughs> it, it, even if it's something that like, why would you like it, like a work function or something? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I could have gone to that. Like, no, you wouldn't. Like, that's stupid. You wouldn't go to like a work function. Adam's like a thing with like all this 
work friends, why the fuck would you go? But that feeling still prevails. You still look at that thing and you're like, he why could have invited me. Something? Yeah, well, Adam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the, Adam. <laughs> Everyone just, becomes a jealous girlfriend. I, I, th- I think that technology is contributing to people having more anxiety than they would if they didn't have all these things at their fingertips. Well, it's a constant comparison, like you were saying. So I can only imagine how it is for teenagers nowadays, where it's like you're constantly seeing, you know, Becky down the block who has the, you know, football boyfriend and six pack <laughs> abs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She dresses him up. <laughs> so stupid. Takes him out. Oh my god. <laughs> He's a football boyfriend. It's worth it. It's worth it. He is a football boyfriend. Criticize me if you want to, but it was worth it that you said it at the same time. <laughs> uh, no, but, but I see yeah, I see what you're saying. You're right. No, like, fuck my point. No, He's no, no. It's got, got a football boyfriend. <laughs> like, you're right, you're right. I mean, I think that we are, I was going to say mature enough, but. <laughs> Clearly not. not. <laughs> but I mean, I guess old enough to, to be able to, like, yeah, you know, uh, to, to, to my example, like to see something like that and go, well, I, I should be doing something, and then go, mm. nah, I'm good. But that's a, it's like a Unpause. sort of a, a, right. a side. The game. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's like a side thing though because what i'm talking about is more of like you see other people's successes and you get salty about it mm-hmm. you know like you see somebody that you know is working out all day while you're sitting on your butt you know at at work or something and you don't feel like you can match up to that person and you feel less than that person mm-hmm. because of that and you see that on their instagram and you're like man i should do better but yeah. instead of like doing something about it you just get depressed <clears throat> and feel helpless but even if but even it's even things where it's like um to your point like somebody who dedicates their life to fitness you'll never be able to match that unless you dedicate your life to it and why would you it's not something that you're interested in it's just something that you're seeing right there in that moment and you're going i should be doing that but if you didn't like if you didn't know that person who has a million followers on on Instagram? Who works out? Like that's their life. They dedicated their life to being healthy and to being a fitness person. If you didn't like, there's people I follow who I don't know. They're just interesting on Instagram. But if I didn't know, I don't know them, so I wouldn't know that their life was dedicated to that thing. You don't see so the struggle. You only see the you, reward. Ex- exactly, and that's the point of like cultivating this image on social media. Hmm. What you're showing people is the best, Very best. that you can show them. You don't show that, like, we're not, you know, sitting around at home and going, I'll just watch TV all day. Check out these Doritos, yo. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but the people that do do that, they don't, they don't have any followers. Exactly. Right. People you're, don't you're follow supposed that. To, I mean, that's the whole thing about social media is you're supposed to show people the best that you can show them, which is kind of sick because that's, the, you know, it, it fucks people's heads up. They're, they're looking at God. it going, why am I not doing more? Yeah. But you're showing them the shit like if like all you post on Instagram is the is the exciting shit that you do. It's not like you wake up, roll out of bed, and jump out of a plane every day. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing you're gonna post on social media. So you're like you're, everybody's getting their heads fucked up off of the thing that they see all the time, and it's telling them that they need to do more. When in actuality, like people are only posting things like the cool shit that they do anyway. It's all a pissing match. Huh? It's all a pissing match. Yeah. That's all it is. But it's it's become so much bigger because back in the day, you know, like where the the phrase "keeping up with the Joneses" came from, mm-hmm. like you, you have the family next door over for dinner, 
and they talk about all the new things they got, all the things they did. Right. The husband got a promotion at work and all this stuff. And that's your only exposure to that. Yeah. You know, that kind of uh, uh, comparison that you, you have to deal with. Now it's everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. It's in everything, you know, from, <clears throat> from social media to TV to movies to music. Uh, every media outlet has these examples that you have to try to live up to. Yeah. Well, that's not to say that, like, if you have that inkling in you to do more, then do more, you know? Right. Like, it's it's not to say that, like, you shouldn't be motivated by the posts that you see online. But I think that people shouldn't be so wrapped up in those things that they feel bad about themselves for not doing things. Mm-hmm. If your life is not dedicated to doing shit like that, it's just not. If you feel like you have the resources to do things like that and you're just not doing them out of, like, uh, uh, apathy mm-hmm. and laziness, then, yeah, shake yourself out of that thing and, and, and do more with your life. But don't, you know, I think we're just getting too wrapped up in, well, fuck, why am I not doing a thousand crunches a day? Yeah. Well, there's, uh, a, there's a thin line between inspiration and envy. Right. So mm. you got to be careful. Right. But... You know, you look at The Rock's Instagram, get inspired, get up early one day, go to the gym. One uh, day. One day. Call it a day and be like, never again. One day. Or just look at his cheat day posts and eat like a thousand pancakes. Right. Yeah, that's something to be envious about. You can can match The Rock in that. I mean, he's just, he's just, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. And they say he's like the nicest guy in Hollywood. Come on. That brings me to like the the Fast and the Furious thing. Like they, you know, the whole feud with him and Vin Diesel. Mm -hmm. They said that Vin Diesel is like a jackass. You seen this? I believe that. I yeah. mean, you saw that interview. He was like, look at it. She's so <laughs> yeah. beautiful. I'd, so beautiful. Look, look at her. I'd, I'd, I'd fuck your face right now if you weren't here. <laughs> was that Sylvester Stallone? Vin Diesel. Where did he come from? I mean, same fucking guy. Same guy. Same, same accent, anyway. So you like Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. So Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> to wrap that up. Um, it's, it's, it's a great movie. I would highly recommend it yeah. still. There's, uh, I will say there's a lot of, like, like you were saying, Mark, there's a lot of references in that movie that I feel like went over our heads because we're not into the Marvel comics to that extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have been like 10 BuzzFeed articles about what all these things mean. Of course. So I recommend for the casual fan to go and just look it up because it's pretty interesting. I, I read a couple of things. Um, <clears throat> Book BuzzFeed. Yeah. Yeah. Stay, stay. Obviously, it's a Marvel movie. Stay till the end, but, you know, really stay to the end. Yeah. There's like five post credit scenes. Yeah. So, that's true. They just keep happening over and over again. Some are more important than others. Stay till the end. You know the drill. Yeah. If come you've on. seen Marvel movies, that always bothers me when people get up. I'm like, Please are you fucking saying Is this your first rodeo? It's a Marvel movie. Act like you've had a beer. Yeah. Act like you've been here before. Uh, <laughs> Michael Rooker was awesome in that movie too. Michael Rooker was fantastic. I want to say he was great. Fantastic. Yep. He did yep. amazing. Um, yeah, no, yeah. And I really like seeing Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. I feel like he was really good. Sylvester Stallone has been on a hot streak lately. He fits in that movie pretty well. Yeah. So. The 80s vibes and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. yeah pretty he, much. It worked. He, uh, he's, he's been doing pretty well. So, like, the past couple of Need like, to um, throw Wesley Snipes in there somewhere. Ooh. I need I mean, Wesley in something. He might be part of, um, what's that boy's name? Ah, no, never mind. That's a spoiler. That boy. That boy. <clears throat> I mean, he's he's he said that he would he would do Blade again. 
if they not if, as Blade. No, I'm just saying, like, it's if they wanted to Blade. bring him back, if they wanted to bring, if they wanted to write the Blade character into this Marvel Cinematic Universe, that he would do it. I don't. I mean, I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. Does I have a question now? I have a question. Does Blade age like a human? Yeah, he has to. He said he, no. They, they they make a point to say that he does age like humans, but he ages really really slowly. Okay. So he still ages like vampires don't age. Right. So he gets half of that. He still Got ages, it. but it's really, really slow. It's probably like at half the speed. It's like um, like Wolverine. Okay. So he still ages. It's still there, but mm-hmm. really, really slower. Slow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess so you can write into it. Yeah. yeah, it can still work. Okay. It can still work. No. The only thing about that is <laughs> no. the more the more you introduce things like that, the more you have to. Um, ask your audience to accept things like that. So yeah. it's like we've already got Thor, we've already got um, uh, uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, thank you. So we're we're talking magic, we're talking we're talking different dimensions and and gods and all this stuff. And you want to throw vampires in it? Like that's a lot right. to ask of an audience. I mean, I think people who watch Marvel movies are, are pretty f- on board with most things. Still, I, I think, think like it's that at, a, at a certain point, audience like. A person becomes like, okay, well, why don't you just ask this person to help you with this villain? Because yeah. this person seems to be like the exact, you know, weakness of yeah. this villain. I, I always have that thought every yeah. time I watch a Marvel movie. I'm right. like, why don't you call somebody? Right, like the Sp- Spider Man coming up. Yeah, just call an Iron Man. Yeah, actually, he is in the fucking movie. Well, he's, yeah, so that's you yeah. know, they kind of address that. Like, it, it seems like he kind of steps in sometimes, but like you know, all these other movies, the rest of them is like, why don't you just, why don't you just call somebody? Yeah. You could just call somebody. Yeah, <laughs> like, just call anybody. It's, it's really not that. Like, especially in the Iron Man movies, you know Tony Stark has access to all of them. Why don't you just, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still talk like you know he's still. I think in what is it the third one or the second one he's talking yeah, to Bruce. Yeah, yeah. You telling me like he couldn't help and all that shit? Yeah. Come on, man. I anyway. feel like the only thing that really has <laughs> the only like team that has the excuse is the um, the Netflix series teams because yeah. they don't they're not connected to the. Avengers. Proper. But once we get past Defenders, now mm. when we get to season three of Daredevil, season two of Luke Cage, season two of of, of Jessica Jones, it's like, Punisher. why don't you just call Daredevil? Because not only are you right. like that one is going to be really hard to get past. They are going to have to write. They're in the same why. city. They're in the same fucking neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, they are all in Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. kitchen yeah. Right. So don't tell me that you can't just call somebody. Or they can't hear it. Right, we're Spider-Man. You know, you know, you know. There's a, hears that shit. Somebody on on Reddit edited a uh, the clip of Tony or Peter Parker in school, like walking past somebody mm-hmm. into the scene of uh, Matt Murdock walking around a corner uh-huh. in mm-hmm. Daredevil, and they match the colors. It looks perfect. It <laughs> looks like Peter Parker misses Matt Murdock. Like and just walks by him and like brushes shoulders with him. Yeah, it's incredible. And like the <laughs> caption was like missed uh, missed connections or something. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they they could very easily just kind of throw them in there. It frustrates me so much that they don't do that. I mean because they're obviously part of the universe. They've acknowledged it multiple times. They've they've connected the universes. But they seem so apprehensive about making that official. And I don't know why they. I don't know why they talk about it all the time. But they the thing is they never talk about it outright. They never talk about. Yeah, uh, Captain America was doing this. Right. Oh, like they, they never they dropped say, their names. Right, yeah, right. They, they always they always reference the, the, the Iron great Man was event. Doing this. Right. They yeah. never say it outright. So it's the, like the incident. Exactly. They're all teasing it, but I, like, I would love if they finally just 
they end this unrequited love. Yeah. You know, they just put why, it together. Why, put these things together. Why would something like aliens coming from the sky and destroying half of New York be called the incident? That's not an incident. No. That's a that is alien a attack. Life altering. It's an invasion. It's a universe altering yeah, thing. That's not just an incident. Right. An incident is, is... existential life confirmed because yeah. it came yes. through the fucking Come sky. Come on, man. That's not an incident. Okay? So stop acting as if it was just this thing. A like thing. that's how they acted like, "Oh, the uh the uh, uh the, the the prices have skyrocketed for these apartment complexes now that we're past the incident." It was like mm. <laughs> aliens came can from the sky and destroyed half of New York. <laughs> Are you Buddy, not to say can it? you not? Trillions <laughs> of dollars and damage. It wasn't an incident. It was a thing. We're not remembering it. It's Something okay. happened. Anyway. Yeah. Where are we at? Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, let's uh, let's move on a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, we're uh, you know, this podcast will be dedicated to craft beers all the time. At first, it started off as like a, I don't know. I I, I feel like when I go back and listen to some of our older episodes, to be honest, we kind of sound a little douchey <laughs> with the beers. We're kind of snarky about like. Mm, I would never drink that beer. We still are, Marco. I'm, I'm saying I think we've lightened up a little bit. We have. In our old age. But when we first started, it was very dedicated to it has to be like the craftiest craft that we can find. <laughs> and uh, I think that over the years, like, you know, obviously craft beer has become, it's a, it's a cultural phenomenon and everybody talks about it. It's like, it's a huge thing. And the bigger beer companies at first, they try to fight it off by just, by just saying, well, we're the, we're the other guys. We're the big guys. We're the guys that when you go out for a beer, what are you going to get? Some loop-de-doop-de IPA? Or are you just going to have yourself a good time? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember um, like a year or two ago, there was that Bud Light commercial where it was like they were making fun of hipsters going into a bar and ordering like a weird craft beer. And it right. was like, ah, fuck them. Just get a Bud Light. And they like slam it down on the bar like, get a fucking Bud Light, you pussy. Unfuckwittable. <laughs> but now... Um, the the big beer companies are starting to. I mean, they're starting to understand like it's not just this thing. It's not just like this this niche thing. It's a very it's a massive, massive cultural thing that mm-hmm. that people are into, and I don't. It's never going away. It's something that it's tons it, it's, of money. It's tons of money. It's creating livelihoods. People who decide like you know what I I want to just brew my own beer. Like that's what um, uh, Wicked Weed to kind of get into it. Wicked Weed was started in 2012 by just a couple of guys who decided mm-hmm. like you know we want to just brew our own, brew our own beer <clears throat> and it blew up right. and and you know they they make great beer we've had and, it on the show actually uh-huh and so you know they 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 just decide that they want to brew stuff they get it out there and it and it blows up this is only 2012 so it's only a couple of years and and it's massive they have like uh, 500 different beers they have like four different locations now where, where they brew things and, and um, the bigger companies are taking notice Anheuser, Anheuser-Busch mm-hmm. one of the biggest beer companies in the world right. absorbed them into their quote unquote high end line which is basically their craft beer line mm-hmm. InBev and, and, and it uh, I mean it's, it's, it's something that has caused uh, a, a ripple effect not just Wicked Weed being absorbed but the big big beer companies absorbing the smaller beer companies and trying mm. to get in on the, the 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 show basically of of 
you know, niche craft beer companies. I mean, what do you guys think is like the far reaching effects? Because you were sharing all those posts, yeah. David, about how it's not like a small deal. No, yeah. It's a big thing. I guess they, the way that it looked uh, for reading from these articles is that Wicked Weed was like a really respected brewery mm-hmm. and they had that um that event that funkatonium funko what funko what adam funkatorium funkatorium yeah that's the uh that's their secondary uh location for brewing right well they had an event that people would come in and they would showcase their beers blah blah, blah mm-hmm. a whole bunch of breweries well since that acquisition over half of the breweries that have been known or well known have dropped from that event <laughs> yeah so it's very uh evident what the actual like craft brewing community thinks of that kind of uh, that kind of movement where a small town brewery gets bought up by a, a large brewery. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like it's never a good thing. I don't. I can't see it ever being a good thing. I mean, I know sometimes, like the um, Elysian, mm-hmm. the the Galaxy IPA. I, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, that was actually really good. So maybe I may be putting my foot in my mouth right now. But because they were bought up by Anheuser, right? There another another brewery bought up by them. Um, but sometimes breweries like Rolling Rock, which you know is another large brewery that had flavor prior to 2006, now has none. Right. So it's basically it's it's uh, you know it's it's less than Bud Light. It's Bush beer. <laughs> Something at this that point. gets that used to be flavorful and gets thrown into mass production and kind of sees the drop in quality. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what what is the? I mean, if you're somebody like if you're the guys who started Wicked Weed, for instance. And Anheuser comes at you, and they're like, "Hey, we want to buy you up. We'll we'll distribute your shit across the world. We'll let you continue making the beer that you want to make." Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you how do you pass that up, regardless of the reputation? Well, I think at some point beer? something has to give, like because right now they have great beer because they're so small, right? Because they put care into everything because they have one central or two centralized locations where they brew in the same state. Uh, but once you know a, a bigger company like that buys them up, they expand. They put breweries across the country, across the world, sometimes, and all these things have to be um, uh, standardized. Their mm-hmm. recipes have to be standardized, so the same hops have to go to the same place. And sometimes it becomes all right. Well, these hops are too expensive in this area. These grains can't be bought in this area, so let's go with a normal grain quality that we can get anywhere else, yeah. and we can get it in in mass, and we can produce this same beer everywhere. And I think that's where the quality drops mm-hmm. right mass production's hard so to get it's like the uh the yeah. effect of mcdonald's you know you have to have a big mac taste the same in florida as it does in timbuktu you know like to have that same flavor yeah, profile over there they might i don't know um but in order to have that sort of standardized flavoring and get everything right it's it's really hard to do and sometimes the standards do have to go down yeah um and then quick that's... correction I'm sorry. Quick correction: the Elysian beer that we we're talking about is actually called the Space Dust IPA. Okay. Spa- yeah. What are we calling it? Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. There's space. A, there's a little hop in the galaxy in, on the cover. Yeah. In space. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, I just think that's the initial assumption of everybody that's involved with this is just they think, all right, yeah, they're selling out. Every like Wicked Weed is just going to become you know eventually a Rolling Rock or just forgotten about. Yeah. And I mean that certainly could be the case. But I mean, again, it's like, how can you pass that up? Like the money, the distribution. The, well, the it's, it's not to, like they were doing bad on their own. That's true. That's true. I mean, they were doing actually pretty well on their own. Well, especially if they're, 
if they are promised that they're able to make the beer at the quality that they were making it at, why would you not? Is the question. Yeah. Other than the obvious backlash <laughs> that a lot of the local other North Carolina brewers are going to have. Because, man, you. you just have principles. Just have respect for the craft, the people that buy it, the people that you collaborate with who aren't being bought up, mm -hmm. who now, if you want to collaborate with, have to sign lucrative contracts. Mm -hmm. To keep up with you. Or just to be able to say, yeah, my name is on this beer owned by Anheuser-Busch. Mm -hmm. yeah. And actually, this was a big thing that I think we actually talked about on the podcast before when uh, Cigar City was, you know, possibly getting acquired by InBev or another, like, bigger distributor. Yeah. Uh, which actually didn't go through, and they ended up going with, um, uh, who makes the Dale's Pale Ale again? Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues, yeah. They, they were bought by Oscar Blues. Uh, it's really more of a partnership though and they're able to continue working as they always have yeah and now they just have a distributor who cares about craft beer and gets the culture and people respect yeah so i feel like you know i i agree with you guys i'm just trying to be you know sort of the uh, devil's advocate in this and if anheuser-busch comes to you and your small brewery and you guys are you know popular on your own right and they go okay we're gonna give you x million dollars we're going to buy you out. You can continue brewing your beer. We want you to continue brewing your beer and making new beers. The only difference is now our plants are going to be actually producing, mass producing your beers and sending it out to the rest of the country. I mean, it, it has, it can't be that good. You know, like it, it just, it just can't be like the, 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 it can't be as good as they're, they're selling it to be. And, 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 and to your point, David, I mean, it's like, you know, it, it, it does kind of fall down to like a, a, a dignity aspect of like, you know, if you if 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 us if we had just created something and it was huge and then some parent company was like, yeah, we'll buy that. We'll distribute it, but it'll be ours now. I, I kind of feel like I tell them to go fuck themselves. Right. If we if we were doing something but, we like if this podcast picked own, up, if this podcast picked up and we have 100,000 followers and then Earwolf hits us up. And they want to own it, right? No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell it. Like mm -hmm. I would partner with Earwolf. <laughs> you know, I would be like, yeah, Earwolf. It's, Earwolf. it's still it's still our thing. So I I get that on that level where it's like you know, like I mean you know that not I hate to kind of bring it back to what we've been talking about the past couple of episodes, but me quitting my job, like I I have one guy who I work with. Nobody owns me. I don't have to report to anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't have three bosses. I don't have an HR department and all this bullshit that I have to go through to get something done. I just go do my thing and leave. Right. You know, that's a small town <laughs> example of like, I would prefer to do that. I would rather be my own boss. Mm -hmm. If you have that opportunity, if you have that option, fucking take that. Why wouldn't Well, you? I'm sure they present it in a way that's like, we have the infrastructure ready to make you guys a, you know, at least nationwide mm -hmm. beer, you but, know, like, but, but like, of like course, yeah, said, you're I mean, right. They're already doing so well, 500 different beers, four different locations. They're being distributed a, 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 around at least the, the, the Southeast and into, you know, the East coast. I, th I mean, obviously it, life is much better when you're just sitting back and raking in the money. So maybe some people are just like, fuck that. That's the reason I did this whole thing in the first place was to make as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I guess it it is person to person, you know, but that's I think it was like five different guys who started that company. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All of them were on the same page of like, yeah, fuck it, 
let Anheuser Busch just take care of everything, and we'll just I don't know. Maybe the setup is as good as they advertise, but I can't imagine that because all these other craft beer companies who go, nah, we're not fucking with you no more. Right. Is it just perception, or is there something more to it? You know. I think it has to do with a lot with principles. That's why um, Jester King pulled out. Yeah. Because they they pretty much were like, yeah, we don't we don't fuck with you no more, bro. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> it's gonna be interesting because this isn't gonna be the last. Mm-hmm. You know? nope. Oh no, absolutely not. They they continue to buy up craft brews as long as they keep making money. It's it's the same thing with all these other like you know like cable companies for instance. There's like three cable companies now. They, they just buy up the rest of them. Like Bright House. There's a bunch of a bunch of cable companies that were here now that like all got bought up by Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Or all I guess they're all now Spectrum. Yeah. You know it's the same shit. They like one or two companies gets a monopoly on like Disney. We're talking about. Marvel and all this stuff. Disney has a monopoly on like almost everything. Mm-hmm. Almost everything that you watch on TV could be routed back to like Viacom or Disney. And it's the same thing with these beer companies. You look at Anheuser Busch and you go, "Oh, fuck them." But then you look at all the beers that they actually own and it's like a lot of your favorites are in that list. So you can't really tell that company to go fuck themselves because they pretty much own everything that you like. Yeah. Oh, same wow. thing with like fast food restaurants. It's like the Yum Company and some other company oh, what? Yum Yum owns like Pizza Hut and Taco Bell and um, uh, 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 fuck it doesn't matter there's like three mm. or four companies other that chains. own like and you think that you're telling one company to go fuck themselves and you're gonna go to the next one but you're going back to the same parent company that's just dance puppets dance you think you're fucking telling me to go fuck myself I'm getting your money whether you like it or not yeah you know so you're like I don't support Rolling Rock I'm gonna go with Elysium you're still going to Anheuser-Busch right money keeps going to the same place right sorry buddy now in in one side um, in one case I should say the Goose Island Brewery which we actually featured their beer last time right uh-huh. yeah um, they have a setup with their deal where they have their mainline beers which are distributed by <laughs> Anheuser-Busch but they still have a small batch like Distribution that they can make their specialty ones, like the one that we had, and you know we all liked uh, pretty well. So I, I think it's all in the contract. It all depends on what they're selling away, yeah. you know. Because if they if they aren't selling their dignity and they're just selling their like mainline brews, I don't really see a huge problem with it. To be honest with you, it's just getting it to more people. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to do that? I mean, just the only thing is like, what do you have to give up? Yeah. We don't know the contract. We don't know what they actually had to give up. Do you have to give up ownership of your company? Do you have to give up uh, distribution and production and all that stuff? My is guess it not is not your baby anymore. No, no, no. My guess is that they probably buy a stake into your company. Um, I wouldn't think majority shares because that would mean they actually own your company. But they probably have a, a, a big stake in that company and then can kind of vote for possibly the future of it. Yeah. But not enough if the rest of the stakeholders don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm not in business, so none of us are. No, no. It's gonna be very interesting to see where this kind of shit goes. Yeah. But we can't say right now. What we can't say is how we felt about the El Sole from the Twenty First Amendment Brewery. Yes. What did you guys think, Dave? I liked it. It was a good Mexican style lager. 
Excuse me? Yeah. Hold on. Still yawning. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That was a long one. <laughs> um, it was good. I think I'm going to have the next one with lime and salt, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that was drinkable. Yeah. I don't know if I was feeling that tequila that we had before or the beer, but it's probably the tequila. Probably the tequila. <laughs> uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to give this uh, four out of six. Not bad. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of mimic those them quotes that you have there for this beer um very very drinkable i'd say it's it's a good beer to have by the pool good summer beer i will say i do like the um hell or high watermelon a little more yeah um it's a different kind of beer it is a different kind of beer um, same brewing company yeah and i'd say in the same vein of like uh easily drinkable summer beer too um yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I think it will be better with the lime and some salt, though. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Uh, I'm going to agree with Adam. 3.5. That was very decent. Mm-hmm. Pretty what? What? Pretty decent? Pretty okay. It's pretty, pretty okay. It's pretty okay. It's pre- pretty okay. That's how I felt about it. It's kind I, of all right. I would definitely drink it again, no doubt about it, especially, you know, warm summer day. Got mm-hmm. some El Sully's. I'll definitely knock those down for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. <clears throat> I think that's about it. We're going to cap this baby off right here and right now. This has been the One Bear Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Sully. And David God. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. And always have a beautiful evening. Shit out of my face. Yeah. Do-do-loo-do. Doot, doot.